Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. It is the KSL Vaccine Watch. In fact, uh, every day this week at this time, I will be having conversations with various health departments throughout the state. Every day from 2.30 until 3 o'clock, we will be focused on how the vaccine is being rolled out around the state. Uh, what uh, about the systems needs to be improved? Uh, how can you help with that? If you are uncertain where to go, either online or in person, to get this ball rolling, uh, we will get just those types of questions answered for you. Here's the format. Here's how it's going to go. I have a list of questions that I'd like to put to the various health departments. We're starting today with Salt Lake County. I'll spend uh, about 10 minutes or so. We'll have a conversation. We'll take a break. And when we come back, it's your turn. We'll open up the phones. We'll open up the text lines. We'll go to social media and let you uh, put questions directly to the various health departments around the state. Uh, Get ready with your questions now. You can go ahead and text them over if you're ready to 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And uh, if you want to jot down this phone number to to hop on the line and speak yourself, that number is 801-575-8255 or 801-KSL-TALK. So let's get right to it Uh, and to the program today for the first edition of Vaccine Watch, Vaccine Q&A here on Live Mike. We have Nicholas Rupp with the Salt Lake County Health Department. Nicholas, welcome to the program, and how are you? I'm well, thanks, Lee. Uh, listen, I am incredibly grateful to you for uh, for this time you're devoting to to this program, and more than that, uh, to the folks listening. Uh, let's let's start general, and then we'll work our way uh, down to the nitty gritty specifics. Uh, first off, straight out of the gate, how are things going in the department? So things are going really well at our vaccination sites. We've been timing the people 70 and older who are coming to uh, two of our sites, the Maverick Center and the Mountain America Expo Center. And the average time to get vaccinated is 12 minutes at the Mountain America Expo Center. It's a little bit longer at the Maverick Center, which is a drive-through center. Um, the, the driving makes things a little, little more complicated. Um, at Mountain America, though, our fastest vaccination is in uh, and back out to the waiting area. As you probably know, after you get vaccinated, you need to be in an observation waiting area for 15 minutes. So these times I'm mentioning do not include that post-vaccine observation to make sure you don't have any sort of allergic reaction to the vaccine, uh, that 15 minutes. But our fastest was four minutes, and our longest last week was around 23 We're averaging about 12 minutes at that site. So things are really going very well, very efficiently at Mountain America Expo Center. 
It sounds great. I'll tell you what, those folks listening right now, uh, they hear what you're describing uh, and they say to themselves, hold on a second. I've been hearing like the public service announcements. I've been hearing the news coverage. I feel like I qualify for one of the categories. Uh, What do I do? Those who would like to be, uh, you know, quick, uh, quick through the system and get themselves a vaccine and they qualify uh, to to participate in one of the various categories right now. What do they do? So if you are 70 or older and a Salt Lake County resident, you can sign up for our appointment availability notification list on our website. Unfortunately, we don't have any appointments available at this time. So we have a list where you can sign up to be notified as other individuals cancel their appointment for whatever reason, or if we happen to get additional vaccine available in a particular week or on a particular day, we will notify the people on that notification list in the order they signed up that that opportunity suddenly exists and we can get those those uh, folks off that list and in the doors to get their vaccine and where is this sign up taking place it's at saltlakehealth.org and then you'll click vaccine there's a banner right on that front page that says covid vaccine Uh, and then right there there's a link that says salt lake county if you live in salt lake county and you're 70 or older you can click here to sign up for that notification list the reality is there are going to be some folks listening right now uh, where they really haven't grasped uh, the Internet quite yet. But there may be some younger folks or some folks uh, more capable of navigating the Internet. Can you do this on behalf of someone else? Absolutely. You can do this on behalf of someone else. You can also call us, uh, though we do have some long wait times at certain points during the day, uh, while people who aren't so comfortable with technology are calling us, and we will help them over the phone and get them either on that notification list or get whatever information they need, whether it be confirming an appointment uh, that they believe they made, uh, making sure they understand the location where they're going or their appointment date or time, whatever that might be. Outstanding. Uh, So... You talk about, you know, there being no available appointments right now, uh, but certainly sign up. You'll get notified if there is, say, a cancellation or if you're able to squeeze a few more doses out of each vial. How how far into the future are, are you booked out? So we're booked currently through this month. So February 27th, Saturday, February 27th, uh, is where our appointments stand now. Uh, We hope to be opening March appointments within the next couple weeks, but a lot of that is going to depend on vaccine dose availability. We want to know exactly how much vaccine we are going to get from the state, who, of course, gets it from the federal government, um, before we open up those appointments. Because the worst thing would be to open up, say, 10,000 appointments one week and only get 8,000 doses doses of vaccine that week, because then we would have 2,000 people uh, who have appointments but will be disappointed because there's no vaccine for them. So when we know what we have available for March, we will open those appointments. Got it. Uh, and so so the, the limitations on being able to schedule right now is, is entirely a consequence of, of vaccine availability and not due to, say, like logistical capacity. You're able to expand to meet the correct. needs of what you have on hand. You're not limited by, uh, you know, some other organization donating its big space to you. Absolutely. We have the infrastructure uh, and we're ramping up staff. So we ensure that staffing is not a concern either. Uh, we are just waiting on those vaccine doses and we can expand our operations um, really quite a ways still if the vaccine doses exist. Has there been, you mentioned, you know, some of the calculations that need to be made on your part uh, due to the second dose uh, necessity of those, you know, who have received the first dose. Has there been an evolution of thinking on that? Is there a possibility that the time between first and second doses may be elongated to get uh, more first doses into the arms of those who qualify and are in need? 
So there are a couple, couple different thoughts on that. Um, on the one hand, we see uh, certain areas that are prolonging the second dose further from the first uh, so that uh, we can get more vaccine manufactured and the second doses that were intended can be used as first doses for additional individuals. On the other hand, we've had Governor Cox ask us to ensure that any vaccine dose we receive gets in an arm within seven days. Uh, so we can report back to the federal government hey, that we are using me. this vaccine. You they know, provided the voice very quickly. in your head that's always reminding you to do things. So, we will have that vaccine available uh, for people who need a second dose within that seven days. That is a guarantee. If you are due for your second dose, we will have that dose for you. You have uh, a system in place. You're confident that the, there's no mix up between uh, you know this dose or that dose. We've got Pfizer, we've got Moderna, uh, and you're able to keep that all straight, even within the you know the uh, the requirements that the governor's put in place and the needs of those uh, getting vaccines. Yeah, we are very careful to ensure that what is on your vaccine record card matches what's in your immunization record in our electronic uh, medical system. And then the nurse will also discuss it with the individual and make sure that the correct vaccine is going in the correct arm. Oh, and, and I should have asked this question before the, the previous one. You can't get uh, one dose of Pfizer and a second dose of Moderna, right? You need the, you need the, the same kind in both doses. That's correct. The first brand you get needs to be the second brand you get. Very good. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, Nicholas, I'm going to open up the phones and I'm going to share with you some of the questions that have come in uh, via text message and social media. And folks listening, if you'd like to get on the line right now, the number is 801 575 8255. Every day this time, we'll be speaking with various representatives from the health departments around the state of Utah. Today, it's Salt Lake County. If you have a question for the Salt Lake County Health Department, now is the time to ask it. 801 KSL Talk or send a text message over to 57500. Back, and this conversation continues here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. The KSL News Radio Vaccine Watch. Vaccine Watch. All right, here we go. Continuing on with this KSL News Radio Vaccine Watch. Every day at this time, we will be having various leaders from the health departments around the state to answer your questions. We're going to dedicate a half hour starting at 2.30 every day. And this portion of the conversation specifically will be reserved for your questions. We've opened the phone lines. Uh, and if you'd like to be a part of this conversation, please pick up the phone and call. It's 801 575 82 Five five. If you're bashful, though, we do have a text line open for you. Five seven five zero zero. The Utah Community Credit Union text line. And joining us from the Salt Lake County Health Department is spokesperson Nicholas Rupp. Uh, Nicholas, thanks again uh, for being a part of this program. Uh, let's go right to the phones, and I'll, and I'll tell you uh, as we hear from uh, from Roden here in South Jordan. Uh, she is one of, of many who have uh, reached out to us with a very similar question about the scheduling of the second vaccine. Uh, Roden, welcome to the program. What's your question? My name's Robin. Uh, my my question is, I had the first vaccine, and 26 days ago, I have not received an email telling me to schedule. I've gone online, and it will not let me uh, schedule anything. And I've done it multiple times. So I'm two days away from having, should have had it, and can't get a schedule anywhere. I went over to one of the health departments where I had the first one, and they were not helpful at all. 
Nicholas, what do you say to that? What's the process like for, for scheduling and receiving second doses? Well, first, Robin, I apologize that if you visited in person that no one on site was, was helpful and was able to help you. Um, we do send out notifications to everyone who received their first dose. It's usually about a week before their second dose is due. They'll get an email or a text message with information about scheduling their second dose. Now, we found that some email providers are blocking those second dose reminder emails as we send them. and They're not able to get through to individuals. In other circumstances, we have a typo in someone's cell phone number or in their email address. Uh, it was, you know, at that first registration, it was entered incorrectly. And so those um, reminders are bouncing. Uh, so if you don't receive a reminder from us, either via email or text, please call us and we can get you scheduled over the phone. And as I said, we do have some rather long wait times depending on the time of day that you call, uh, but we want to get you scheduled. Um, don't stress out too much if you don't get that second dose immediately uh, on the day you're due for it. The states asked us to get those in arms within seven days of that due date, but medically, there's really no reason that you need it right on schedule. Um, there are certain jurisdictions that are pushing that out quite a ways, and it does not affect the efficacy. Uh, Nicholas, thank you for that. Let me let me ask a, a follow-up question to that. You mentioned that there are some health jurisdictions that are pushing uh, the, the date for the second uh, dose of the vaccine beyond the 21 or 28 days recommended by the manufacturing companies. H- how, far is, how far is the Salt Lake County uh, Health Department comfortable pushing that date? So we are getting those vaccines, those second dose vaccines in arms within seven days, within seven days of the due date. Uh, We don't want to go beyond that, but that is an inventory issue, not a medical issue. Outstanding. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Steve calling from West Jordan. Steve, uh, welcome to the program. What's your question for the health department? Is is that me? Steve, yeah, go right ahead. I'm sorry. My, My wife and I received our first shots on the same day about a week ago, and I received a text message giving me the opportunity to reschedule my second, but my wife did not. Can I assume that that appointment is good for her as well? So you can assume that the information you received about scheduling your second dose because she came at the same time as you, that that information applies for her as well. So if it provided instructions on how to schedule that second dose, you can use those same instructions for her. Very good, Nicholas. Thank you. Another follow-up I have. Uh, I've received a number of questions regarding the two different registration links. Uh, Some are claiming that the Moderna registration link for the second dose is working just fine, and yet the Pfizer is having some trouble. Is there any truth to that, or what's the current status of those two links? So what you're referring to is for healthcare workers, not for uh, general public 70 and older. We did have two links for healthcare workers to get their second dose, one for Moderna and one for Pfizer. Um, Pfizer actually was never posted publicly. Uh, Moderna is now full, but we have emailed or sent text messages to all healthcare workers who have received either Moderna or Pfizer with instructions on how to get their second dose. And the reason that we no longer make that information public is that we had, unfortunately, individuals who were taking that information intended specifically for healthcare workers or specifically for people 70 and older and posting it publicly on social media and ways to get through our system and get uh, an appointment. And then we had to turn those individuals away on site because they didn't qualify under the governor's executive order, but they had taken up that appointment slot that day, unfortunately. 
that, that leads me to a natural next question. What is the process like for verifying that those who approach you to receive a vaccine, in fact, fit uh, within the, the categories that qualify them to receive a vaccine? Yeah, on site, we verify that someone is 70 or older based on their date of birth. Uh, whatever form of identification they provide, we, we can take a number of valid identifications. For healthcare workers, we need to verify that they have a work ID badge, a paycheck stub, uh, licensure from the state in their healthcare related field, something like that to verify that we are following the governor's order. We're speaking with uh, Nicholas Rupp with the Salt Lake County Health Department as part of this ongoing series. Each day we'll be speaking with various health jurisdictions uh, and opening up the phones and the text lines and social media for uh, you listening at home or at work or in the car to ask any question you might have. Uh, because, you know, this is a very uh, this is a very crucial point in uh, in Utah history in American and global history, too. And uh, uh, having the right information is valuable. And if we can uh, facilitate some of that, even in a, a small degree, we're very happy to do so. Uh, Nicholas, listen, uh, I know that many of the phone calls that you field, many of the social media posts and emails are probably from folks who are uh, frustrated with the system. Uh, they either haven't sorted it out entirely or there are legitimate snags that are causing some frustration. And with that, let me give you this instead. Uh, I just got this text message in. I want to give you some good news and some praise on top of all of the all the challenges. <laughs> it says, uh, it says, Lee, uh, hey, I took my 96-year-old mother in for her first COVID shot this morning at Mountain America. The process was very smooth, and she was done in 15 minutes. Really grateful that Salt Lake County Health also scheduled her for the second shot in 21 days. Uh, so there you go. And there is more. I, I don't have time to read it all to you, but we, as we've solicited questions, uh, have gotten uh, a number of praises to send in your direction. Uh, w- one thing, though, that that text does make me ask about, are, are second shot uh, schedulings, appointments being scheduled uh, when, when you get the first shot? They are now. We started. We were able to start that efficiency process last Monday, uh, the 25th. So you had the opportunity, if you got your vaccine January 25th or later, to schedule your second dose while you were in that 15-minute observation period post first vaccine. Um, so we're, we're improving efficiencies. We're getting better as we do this. Um, I have to tell you, I know there was a lot of frustration on January 13th when we opened online scheduling initially and our vendor server crashed. Um, and our staff here at Salt Lake County, who had been working for four months to get all of our systems in place, when that happened, we were as devastated as everyone else. Nicholas Rupp, Salt Lake County Health Department spokesperson. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Uh, We're going to continue this program for the rest of the week. At 2.30 each day, it's vaccine Q&A with the various leaders of health departments throughout the state. Time for me to step aside today, though, and make room for the great Jeff Kaplan as he comes here next on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. 
Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.